We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Does it have to be all or nothing all the time? Like, what am I doing? I'm doing it for the show. Field of 68 till I die. This is the Field of 68 After Dark Show, the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night. Off we go on the Field of 68 After Dark on this Tuesday night, March the 15th, 2022. March Madness is underway. It's the hors d'oeuvres of the tournament. The first four getting started tonight in Dayton. We will get to that in just a few moments. I've got Kevin Sweeney. I've got Steve Prohm here tonight. So we've got the coaching perspective. We've got Sweeney, who's got the best headshot on the field of 68 media network there is. We might get to that in the afters. I'm John Fanta, your host. We're on Sirius XM Channel 84. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, guys, what do I love about this first four? It's when a school like Texas Southern can have the night that they had, winning their second first four game in as many years. And the name of the night for Texas Southern, who was a star tonight, Bryson Etienne, who leads them to a 76-67 to win. And Texas Southern is on to play Kansas down in Fort Worth. It's beautiful, Coach Prom. When you get these programs who don't always get the level of publicity of the programs that we talk a lot about on these shows, love to see the littler guys get the national love. Yeah, without question. And Johnny Jones has done a terrific job down there at Texas Southern. He's taken other teams, obviously, North Texas to the NCAA tournament as well, you know, um, from the mid-major ranks. But terrific experience, uh, especially for those kids. Uh, this is their day, really the last two days. When they get to Dayton yesterday, they played a day, and now they're jumping on a flight to Texas to go get ready for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks and Ochai Abaji. Uh, coaches are probably watching tape on the plane. Players are sleeping, listening to their head, you know, iPods, you know, or, you know, the, the phone, and excuse me, the radio and their ears and all of that. And so I just think it's an unbelievable experience. I think Dayton's a great city for the five, for the first four, and I love how they showcase them in those early games, you know. And then tomorrow night it's Wright State and Bryant. But hats off to Steve Lutz, uh, a really great finish to his first year at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, getting into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but congrats to Texas Southern and uh, Johnny Jones. Dayton's an awesome basketball city. Like I, I think it's one of the places. I think it's great that they've never taken the first four out of there because. I think it's one of the places that, you know, 
you know, the players get a welcome from the fan. You know, people in Dayton have no reason to know anyone on Texas Southern or anyone on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but they will come out and, and support because they love college basketball and they love supporting these teams that had great years and get an opportunity to play on a national stage. And I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, this, this is a fun game kind of, uh, you know, back and forth Corpus Christi made a push there, but, you know, Texas Southern finished really strong and you know, kudos to those guys. They get a chance to, to keep their season alive for a couple more days and get a crack at a one seed. You never know. Yeah. And, and they go get, and now they get the, the full effect of another, another two days of the tournament. And uh, obviously you're probably picking Kansas, but they've won 14 out of 16. They've won five in a row. And, you know, what's also cool too. And, and I think I saw a tweet uh, earlier today or yesterday, you know, Johnny Jones is doing it with his son as a player there. And how cool is that? You know, you and your son traveling, playing the NCAA tournament together. Um, you know, and there's a couple other scenarios, you know, Tyler Underwood's coaching with Brad up there at Illinois. And it, that, that's got to be really, really fun. It really is. That's what this time of year is all about. And I thought that Texas Southern just down the stretch was better defensively to close out this win. So now they get on a plane. The plane is waiting for them. This is life in the NCAA tournament. You're going to fly down to Fort Worth, and now you got to take on the one-seeded Kansas Jayhawks. And it bears noting that in the last 24 hours, there's been news. Uh, Nico Medved of uh, Colorado State telling CBSSports.com's Matt Norlander last night that they weren't even sure when they were going to fly to today. Luckily, some tweets sparked someone up out of bed to make these arrangements and make things happen, and Colorado State gets to where they need to be. But it bears noting, this isn't the only thing that's happening in terms of travel in the NCAA tournament. In fact, this isn't even the first time. So, Coach Prone, you've been to the tournament. You've dealt with these circumstances. What's your perspective or story on the travel of March Madness? Well, obviously, the situation with Colorado State is unfortunate. Um, and it's really – and I was telling you guys this off air. It's, it's not so much – it is, I understand, it is from a, hey, winning or losing. If they're getting there at a certain time or it, 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 it puts a strain on preparation or whatever it may be. But the hard part and the most important part is, man, I was telling you, I've, I've been a lower seed and you hit a buzzer beater. I've been upset in the first round. You know, you've been the underdog where people pull for. The experience for those kids in the NCAA tournament, when you go into that media room and you're drinking that Powerade, I told you, like the Powerade, it just tastes better in those back rooms in the NCAA tournament. It doesn't taste as good when you get it from Quick Stop, you know, or the 7-Eleven. You know, and so the experience for those kids needs to be first class from the time you leave, jump on that charter bus to go to the, your charter plane to where you land to where you go to your hotel. The experience for those kids, especially because this it's a one shot deal. You don't you are not guaranteed another trip back to the NCAA tournament. You know, you can think you are and you can get close, but you see so many teams, you sit on the bubble and, you, and then you don't get in. You know, and then another year goes by. And so, like I told you off air, you know, if I'm fortunate to get back there here soon, I'm going to, that, that Powerade, I'm going to, I'm going to sit back in that room for a long time and drink that Powerade for a, for a, for a long time. Well, hold on a second now. Sweeney, are you getting a, were you getting a phone call just now? I was getting a phone call. Who's calling you right now? I'm not going to name names, but it was an assistant coach that is currently playing in the NCAA tournament. So we'll give him a pass. Not like on the court right now, but they are still in the field. They, they are one of the field of 68. So 
Oh, you've got a, a story. You've got a story cooking. You're in mode right now. They get a pass. I, I will. I will say, you know, uh, Norlander mentioned the Colorado State experience. They are not okay. the only team that has dealt with some travel issues. Right. Uh, there are other teams that have went through delayed flights. Uh, teams that didn't have, you know, teams that are supposed to leave Friday, so they're expected to leave tomorrow. Who, as of five p.m. today, didn't have itineraries. Didn't know when they were supposed to leave. Um, you know, there was a, a situation. I won't. I won't name the schools here, but. There's a situation where apologies for the sirens. I don't know what that yeah, is. Chicago going on fire is out Man, tonight. It's unbelievable. My goodness. Um, yeah, I have a rough go of it here. But um I won't name I won't name the schools, but there was a situation where uh two schools were told the exact same place to go practice. And the only reason they found out was they were text they, they their friends or they, they have staff guys who are friends with each other and they asked where each other were practicing and they were, were text they were practicing at the same place and so they figured it out and text the NCAA and figured it out that one of them had been told the wrong place. Like there's been a lot of like really bad coordination stuff so far in the first couple of days. And it's not just the Colorado state thing. So uh, I think it's frustrating. I mean, this is look, this is a, a billion dollar enterprise. I mean, this is a massive event. Like, like how, how does this happen? You know, yeah, I told I, you guys, I told you guys this is all fair. Be the assistant coach that takes your head coach to the <laughs> wrong practice time or the wrong practice gym. And that whole NCAA tournament experience, you better hope you get to the Sweet 16 <laughs> because, you know, there's no question he's going to be furious. And um, that is unfortunate, you know, because I said it's it's about the experience. And obviously there's going to be a national champion and there's so many great moments along the way. But, man, there's nothing like the NCAA tournament. If you've been a part of it in any form or fashion, man, it is the best thing going against it, any sport it needs to be preserved let's face it here colorado state has their trips all throughout the season mapped out in october they know what they're doing they know where they're going they know what flights they're taking and what hotel they're heading to you know this coach your administrator handles all this yeah. stuff they make up the itinerary. You get the big document. I've done radio for teams. They send out a big document of where, when, how, what. The fact of the matter is this. If it's that difficult for the NCAA to arrange travel, then at that point, put it back in the administrator's hands. Let them handle what they need to do and bill it back to the association, which has unlimited dollars. Because if you can't figure it out, you're the NCAA. You're, you have a Scrooge McDuck pool of golden coins. Okay, let's let's simplify this. Administrators already have a role in mapping out your travel because they do it in association with the NCAA. Just give it to the people who do this for a living day in and day out at the at the respective school. This to me, there's a disconnect here. There's a disconnect because the fact is, I don't care whether it's pilots or planes or I, I heard about a pilot shortage. Look, your team needs to get from point A to point B. And when you're going to bed and you're flying the next day and you don't know what time you're flying at, you got a family, you got other stuff going on in life, and, of course, basketball is the focus. This was not acceptable. And the NCAA knows that. They hold themselves to a high standard. They need to act like it. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing about it, and, and, and Nico's one heck of a coach and done a phenomenal job, you better hope it's the right coach it happens to because of just the dynamics within, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of how that trip's going to go. That's the biggest thing that you got to be able to handle the adversity the right way because they do have a game on Thursday 
against Michigan, Indianapolis in a Big Ten country, and they're the favorite. And, you know, I, I think they'll still respond because it's this time of year. And But you do. You want the planes to be first class. You want the hotels. And if you can't do that, then move on to, to, to the next person that can uh, because this is – it's a blessing to be in the tournament and you can't take it for granted – and everybody needs to be first class. Someone's every- calling Kevin again. Another, another, another coach from a different and Stibley tournament staff. John, this I'm impressed you can, you can, you know, someone's calling him. Like, oh, how, I know. I, I've got a read on it, coach, and I think it's a girl. It I is think, not. It's not. It's not a woman. I think well, somebody's looking. Yeah, for- I, hopefully, he's not married. If it, <laughs> that'd be There's- really, every you'd be breaking something here on the news that we. Sweeney, we are you be- married? I am not married. Single, singles, All right. singles. All right. It's okay then. All, All right. right. Okay. Put, put your Torvik away, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right. Feel the 68 after dark here. Uh, first four. You never know what's going to happen here. I, I've, I've seen it now twice here. Sweeney's phone is ringing away, which means March Madness is here. Hey, Indiana and Wyoming right now. Live scoring update. Indiana up 49 to 44 on Wyoming. Just over seven minutes left. Sweeney, your biggest takeaway from this game. If you like dribble dribbles into post steps, it's the game for you, my friends. I mean, this is what they do. I mean, this is what Wyoming's done all year. It's the reason why they're in the NCAA tournament. I think Jeff Linder is one of the best coaches in college basketball at adapting the way he plays to his personnel. I mean, if you think back to the the Northern Colorado team that he had, they built a top 75 team there, which is really hard to do. That was all, you know, pick and roll with their, their great point guard. I think it was Jordan Davis. Uh, you know, now then he goes to Wyoming and last year they were kind of a pick and roll team with the kid, Marcus Williams. Okay. Well now Marcus Williams leaves. And now, now we don't have a, you know, a dynamic pick and roll guy. So let, let, let's use our, our, our two kind of skilled forwards who can play in the post and use those guys. And, and they've been tremendous, you know, Maldonado and EK and they've, they've kind of helped in Wyoming hang around in this ball game. So uh, obviously Indiana came in playing tremendous basketball. I, I saw them last week at the big 10 tournament and, you know, the way that Xavier Johnson uh, was playing made me think that Indiana could win not just this game, but, you know, really make a push in this tournament. Uh, So I've been impressed with the resolve from Wyoming in this game. And again, a lot of that's just Ekan Malden. I don't know. They've combined for, I think, 30 points so far. They're one of the highest scoring duos in the country. Um, But, you know, they're going to need to make a light push here to to get over the hump and finish it. But uh, they're right there at the, uh, the U8. Yeah, Trace Jackson, Trace, Trace Jackson. Jackson Davis has been terrific, uh, obviously, for Indiana. They keep – you know, it's kind of those tournament games. They keep getting up eight, cut it back down to four. They keep getting back up to eight, back down to four. They can't, you know, quite yet pull away Indiana. Fortunately, you know, Indiana obviously is not shooting the ball great from the free throw line, from the three-point line in the field. Fortunately, they're turning Wyoming over, and, and they are really, really winning the battle of the glass, which you've got to do, uh, you know, in a possession game. But – uh, this one looks like it's headed down the last couple minutes, but I'm like with Kevin, I think Indiana can win tonight and I think they can go on and beat St. Mary's, you know, and have a chance to win a couple games. But Trace Jackson Davis was in mode in that first half, just willing them time and again, and thought it was interesting on the broadcast. They were talking about the fact that, Hey, last five minutes of the game, will these two teams go one-on-one coverage with the stars, meaning TJD and meaning Hunter Maldonado. Now Maldonado struggled with turnovers mightily. He was trying to do too much. I actually thought Wyoming was fortunate to only be down five at the break, and now they're in a position. They've put themselves in a position. This is a big finish here. The Big Ten had a bad tournament last year. 
The Mountain West is trying to prove itself. This is a tone setter for these leagues. No question. Two games, Big Ten versus Mountain West. I, I text somebody earlier today, you, Mountain West needs to win one of these two, you know, for, for the future. You know what I mean? Just so when you have that, you know, hey, we're looking at these bubble, you know, net, you know, RPI, you know, strength of schedule. Hey, no, Mountain West, man, they've proven it. I mean, you got nine Big Ten teams in most of any conference. They got to prove it, too. You know, they got to deliver as well. And so um, so we'll see what happens. But I, I like Indiana. If they can get by this one tonight, I think they get by St. Mary's. And I think they can make it get by the winner of the UCLA Akron game and get to the second weekend. And they have a confidence about them right now that yeah, they haven't no had, question. I think, all year. They're, they're playing with a tremendous kind of, you know, composure and, and, and I think a belief in themselves that they didn't really have in February. Yeah, no question. You can hear it. I heard Mike Woodson interview today, and you could, you could hear it in the way he talked. You know, they, they expect to win. And um, that's why Wyoming will come back, probably win at the buzzer here tonight and mess all this up. All right. Coming up next here on After Dark, I go one-on-one with UAB star guard Jordan Jelly Walker. This is one of the more powerful interviews that we have done on the Field of 68 Media Network. You do not want to miss this conversation. The Blazers are taking on Houston in the NCAA tournament in their first round game. But this story, Jordan Walker's story, goes beyond basketball. How he fell back in love with the game and his journey to UAB to begin with. That's up next here on the Field of 68 After Dark. And you're clear. All right. Uh, So down the stretch we come here between... Indiana and Wyoming. Uh, we're also going to talk tonight. Well, and is the chat open, Dagan? Do we have any questions from anybody? Yeah, there's there's a few cha- there's a few questions okay. in here. Uh, Joey wants to, this one's for for Coach Pro. What is your best off court March Madness story that you that you can tell? The best off court. Don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> man, off the court. Um, man, I don't. You know, so many you think about on the court when you're just having it, you know, off the top of your head. Um, I tell you one situation, and this wasn't the best, but this is a memory I'll never forget. In 2010, when I was an assistant at Murray State, one of our walk-ons, a uh, parent got killed oh um, in an in a accident, a highway accident, a truck hit him. And I had to go over to the dorm and get him and let him know. And um, – and he, it was surreal to where he traveled with us out to San Jose. And it was the year Murray State beat Vanderbilt in the 13-4 game. Wow. And he literally stayed on our bench, finished that game, and then took off and flew home for the funeral. But his name was wow. Picasso Simmons. And I'll never forget that. Just, you know, as a coach, your job at the end of the day is to win games, but it's to be there, you know, and it's yeah. to see teams come together. And, um, and that's probably the most – off the court emotional moment that I've that I that I can remember, you know, off the bat, the bat. Deep into the night we go. Feel the 68 after dark Sirius XM channel 84. YouTube and Twitter were presented tonight by Bet Rivers. As always, get your picks in to Bet Rivers. We're also presented by Bracket Fanatics. More info to come. On our Bracket Fanatics pool, a great opportunity for you to get your picks in, and it's even better than all those other pools that you play. We'll tell you why to come. John Fanta, the coach Steve Prome, Kevin Sweeney with you here. It's first four, night one. 
Indiana and Wyoming are going right down to the wire. Gentlemen, when you take a look at the bracket here and the potential of the 12 over the 5, the 13 over the 4, I'll ask you specifically on those two lines, where are you going? Who's that 12 or who's that 13 that you have the most confidence in right now? I, I really like UAB. Um, you know, I think, first off, I think they're probably the most talented uh, of the 12 fives. I mean, look, this is a team that starts five transfers. They're older guys. You know, that, you know, they, they, I think they start three guys who are older than me, which, you know, I, I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not the oldest guy, but I'm still <laughs> out of college. So, I mean, that tell that tells you enough. Like, uh, I think, you know, the experience level for them really helps. They have the best guard on the floor in Jelly Walker. I think that helps. And Houston has not been great this year against top competition. I mean, I mean, look, if you look in the games that they've played, they're, you know, against top 50 teams, they played five of those games, they're one and four. So, so I think, you know, as tough as they are to play against, as good a job as Kelvin Sampson has done this year with, you know, the injuries they've had to navigate – and, and obviously even, you know, dating back to the offseason, having to navigate losing Grimes and, and losing Giroux, like at the end of the day, like I just think this this feels a lot more even than, you know, a 12-5 matchup. This feels very, you know, this feels more to me in, in terms of it feels like a 50-50 game. I mean, it really does. I think UAB has a real chance to, to go win it. And, and I have them penciled in right now on my bracket to, to advance to the second round. Well, if you look back to the preseason, though, Andy Kennedy and UAB's team, I mean, they were the team supposed to come out of Conference USA. Now, they didn't win the regular yes. season title. North Texas won their side, won the overall title. Uh, and then Middle Tennessee, you know, uh, they did a great job this year, you know, bouncing back and winning their side. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think that's for late. You know, we're, we're going to talk about something for later, the one pick that you kind of – everybody's picking, but you're kind of going against it. Boy, it's, I'm still I, – I, it's hard for me to pick against Kelvin Sampson. I understand the points with UAB, but I just think they're so proven and they're so tough. And beating Memphis in that championship game, that that said something to me. But, you know, it, it's hard. You know, when I, I really like this Indiana team, you know, because when I look at, you know, who's going to make this sleeper run, to me it's got to be in that 11, 12, 13 area. And so, you know, I, I, would, I would stick with Indiana. So hopefully they can get through tonight here by the end of our show and they can win. But – I like them because I think they're capable of beating St. Mary's if they can get by. And I think they can beat the winner of the UCLA Akron game. I think they'll have a chance to do that uh, if they can get by. But if I had to pick one, uh, you know, Vermont, you know, can it be reminiscent of the time where they beat Jimmy Boeheim in Syracuse, you know, back in back years back? Um, you know, I just, Vermont's a confident team and um, coach has done an amazing job up there for a long, long time. Well, an 11 seed has reached the Sweet 16, nine of the last 11 tournaments. So that proves your logic there on the 11 line of what can happen. But could UAB wear a Cinderella slipper? Well, if they're wearing one, it's because Jordan Jelly Walker is leading this team. This kid is averaging over 20 points per game this season. He is a dynamic, dynamic scorer. And earlier today, I got to catch up with him. You never know what an interview conversation can turn into. And this is a prime, powerful example of just that.
It is great to be joined by the star of the UAB Blazers, the Conference USA champions, Jordan Jelly Walker. Jordan and the Blazers will be in action against Houston in a 5-12 game in the South region Friday night. And Jordan, it is great to have you with us here on Field of 68 after dark. First and foremost, why should America, as you hold up that Blazers logo, why should America believe in you and the Blazers? I mean, <laughs> I keep saying it. We're, we're just not afraid of anyone. You know, I feel like we played a lot of tough games this year, and I, I don't think people give Conference USA as much credit as they should. I think there's a lot of great teams in this league and a lot of great players. And, yeah, I guess we're considered a mid-major team and a mid-major uh, conference, but but th this this conference is is very challenging and it's not easy, you know. And uh, um, as for, like I said before, we're just not scared of anybody, you know. And like we've lost a couple tough games in the beginning of the year, but we were new, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like we, our chemistry's grown, you know what I'm saying? We've meshed more together. I definitely understand the offense way more than I did in the beginning of the year. You know, and uh, me and AK even became closer throughout the year. And it's just, I feel like we got a lot of great pieces and we got a lot of veteran guys who who know what it takes. And maybe they might have went to the NCAA tournament, especially like including myself, but but in, we know what it takes to win, you know, and we know, and we've been in a bunch of games where we had to grind it out at the end. And, and that's what you need when it comes to March. You know what I'm saying? And me watching March Madness, I feel like that's what you need in order to win those games. You got to have guys who know how to grind out games, you know? And I feel like that's what we're able to do. You said, AK, that's your head coach, Andy Kennedy. And earlier this season, you put up 42 to break his record <laughs> in a single game at UAB. What did he say to you after that? Uh, he said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And that, that's all he really said. Because he just, he didn't know I broke. He actually tried to sub me out. But uh, uh, I guess he heard, like, the fans and everyone cheering for me and yelling, jelly, jelly. So I guess he realized, like, oh, he's about to beat the record. So I kept me in and then eventually sent me out the next possession. But he just said he's super proud of me and he loves what I'm doing. And, and I just got to keep getting better. That's all. March Madness is a time for terrific stories. And we, yeah. get, to, we get to hear about your journey and yeah. who, who you play for. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan, what's your why? Um, my older brother... Uh, he was murdered in 2016, uh, in November. And, uh, that, that still hurts me every day, you know? And, uh, it, 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 it shook my family, uh, tremendously, you know, especially my mother. And she's a, definitely a big, probably another reason, like, of my why. And it messed her up. It messed her up a lot. And there's days where she's okay. And then there's days where she's really not okay, you know, and that was her firstborn son, you know, and that was our older brother. And he was more like a father figure to us rather than just an older brother, you know, and um, when we lost him, it, it messed me up too. I didn't, I didn't really want to play basketball anymore. I didn't want to do anything, you know, and um, I don't really talk about it as much because like, not something I really like to think about, but I, I'm, I'm stuck with it every day. You know, some days it's easier than others, but that's, that's probably my, my biggest why is just my family and, and losing my older brother. And uh, then right after that, losing my, my grandmother on my dad's side. And right after that, 
losing my grandma on my mom's side and literally back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, those three years from being at Seton Hall to Tulane and Tulane again, ooh, those, those, those years hurt me. And I was depressed for a long time, you know. And a lot of people didn't know because that's not the type of person I am. I'm always walking around with a smile on my face. And I feel like you know that even when I was at Seton Hall when I was in the cast, you know, just always smiling. And I try to be like that light in the room, you know, but people don't really understand the darkness that I have sometimes going on in my life, you know, and I'm not asking nobody to understand, you know, and I'm not asking nobody to have no sympathy for me because I know at the end of the day, I got to keep living and keep pushing forward. But, but that's my why, like my family and the people who love me, the people who've been there for me, because they've been there through my darkest times. Like they've been there when people doubted me. And like I said, and people didn't think I was good enough, even when I was younger, and they've always been in my ear telling me that you are good enough, that that you are better than those kids and that that you are going to do something special and that you can make it, you know, and, and that's my why. That's that's definitely my why. Well, I really appreciate you opening up and and it, it just I, I think you're such an inspiration now to so many people here that you can work through this type of of stuff, because what you've gone through, you've been through hell and back. <laughs> Oh man, people have no idea. No idea. Yeah. And and how much stronger are you now? Um, I'm grateful for all the things I've been through because I think it's made me tremendously stronger, not just physically, but more so mentally and emotionally. And I feel like that's why I've been able to become the player I am today because it's not the work ethic because basketball-wise, physically, I'm always in the gym. I've been in the gym right. since I was young, you know? And that's the one thing I've loved. I've always loved being in the gym. I've always loved working on my game. Um, but it's the mental part. It's the mental part that I really grew up on being able to like AKT uh, taught me when I first got here, next play mentality and not just on the court, but off the court too, where things happen in your life and, and everything is not always going to go good, you know, and that happens for everyone in life, you know, everything's not always going to go good. And, and you have to have that next play mentality. You have to wake up that next day and understand that I got to keep pushing forward because the past is the past and the future, you don't know what it holds, you know what I'm saying? And you just got to keep continue to live in the present. And that's what Miles My, Powell definitely taught me more so than, than uh, he always taught me, he said, uh, never get too high, never get too low, stay even. Just live in the present. He said, just enjoy the moment. And he's been telling me that since I've met him, you know, and uh, and that's what I, I focus on. So I would definitely say mentally and emotionally, I definitely became insanely stronger, you know? Well, I appreciate you, Jelly, and thanks for opening up on that. And you are stronger because of it. Hey, you're on the dance floor. <laughs> yes, sir. You're on the big yes, dance floor. Tell us right now what the message to your teammates is going to be here ahead of this matchup with Houston Friday night. It's in Pittsburgh, a chance here to make a statement to the world. Uh, well, I we was talking about it even in the conversation at USA uh, tournament. We say it all the time, uh, leave everything out on the floor. Everything. Play as hard as you possibly can. Don't worry about the missed shots. Don't worry about the make shots. Don't worry about if you mess up, you turn the ball over. If someone goes by you, it's not about that. It's about playing as hard as you possibly can. Because me personally, I know Houston, you know, and that's what they do. And that's what Kevin Sampson, he's a great coach. Um, Credits to him uh, and his Houston program. But they, they play hard. They play hard and they play hard every single possession. And if they don't, like, that, that's the only thing they really get in trouble for. They don't get in trouble for really making mistakes. They get in trouble for, for not playing hard. And, and that's – if there's one thing they're going to do, they're going to play hard. So uh, what I tell them is play as hard as you possibly can, as hard as you can. 
and every, leave everything else up to chance. You know what I'm saying? If it's destiny, it's destiny, you know? We'll see if that destiny can come true on Friday night. When UAB meets Houston, it's a 5-12 game in the South. It's in Pittsburgh. It's at 9-20 Eastern time, 8-20 Central on TNT. Jordan Walker, best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. We thank Jordan Walker and UAB for the time earlier today. We are going to take a timeout and be back with more after this. Still to come, it's Rutgers star Ron Harper Jr. named an All-American honorable mention by the AP earlier today. And these guys will give their updated final four picks and much more. This is Feel the 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. And you're clear. All right. What do we got right now? Indiana, Wyoming thoughts. It's too many turnovers. You know, it's <laughs> they're gonna have twenty turnovers. They doubled the turnovers in the, in the glass. Yeah. I mean, Maldo has 10. ten on his own. Maldo has ten turnovers on his own. Yeah, yeah. And and Indiana's not even shooting it great, or they'd be up fifteen. You know, they're not I mean, a great shooting team generally, man. I mean, it's just, I mean, they they miss a lot of good shots. I mean, yeah. the the Galloway and Cop, like those guys are good shooters by billing, but they just haven't. They haven't made them this year, and I think it's yeah. the one thing that holds them back. If not for Geronimo tonight, and he's done a good job on the offensive glass. I mean, offensively, after Jackson Davis, they've been pretty poor. I if love they didn't have If they didn't have Geronimo, they'd be really lost. That he's, backcourt just doesn't do enough for me. Right. That, that's the thing that It'll do enough to beat St. Mary. It'll do enough to win another game, you know, <laughs> I think. You know, no, I, mean, I, I think Indiana's confident right now. Hundred percent. Are are we gonna follow up anymore on that interview? Or are we done with with? We will. Yeah, if you're okay with that. Well, just because I mean, I'm listening to that, and I'm just like, damn. Yeah, yeah. We had to get to break. Obviously, uh, for for those that are watching, we we get to you break know, for serious. But let's, we will react to it right now. Yeah. I mean, it just. I mean, I wrote four or five things down. I could. We could talk the next thirty minutes about just things he just. You know. Yep. Five seconds. Yes. Here you go. Field 68 for Dark, presented by Bet Rivers and Bracket Fanatics. Hey, let's tell you about Bracket Fanatics, our pool that we've got going on, folks. We are running a Field of 68 pool over at BracketFanatics.com, the best website to host an NCAA tournament pool for you and your friends, providing a bracket experience unlike any other. Bracket Fanatics is similar to Yahoo and ESPN. You can invite friends, make picks, you watch those picks, then go up in flames. But what makes Bracket Fanatics different is that they eliminate the hardest part of running a pool. The payouts. Everyone that joins your pool must pay an entry on the site itself. Once the NCAA tournament ends, Bracket Fanatics handles the payouts for you based on whatever parameters you set. You don't have to worry about chasing down Jeff Goodman or Kevin Sweeney to make sure that they paid their buy-in. And you can make side bets all tournament long because who doesn't love a good side bet? Your bracket may have been busted, but you can make it all back once Larry from accounting gets a little too overconfident. So head on over to BracketFanatics.com and join the Field of 68's bracket group. It's free to enter and make sure you pull on Bracket Fanatics for the 
absolute best March Madness experience. Sign up today. All right, welcome back to After Dark Sirius XM Channel 84. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Coach Prom in the break, we talked a little bit about what we just heard. March is the time for the story. Jordan Jelly Walker will have the world rooting for him this week. This kid has been through hell and back. He lost his brother. His brother was murdered, as he said, back in 2016. He loses his grandparents sequentially. His mother's up and down, as any mother who loses a child that young would be. Your reaction to that conversation? Just listening to it, and I, I didn't know Jelly Walker. I actually went and watched UAB practice in the fall. Um, and I, I just, when it, the interview ended, I just was like, damn. You know, what an impressive kid. You know, what an impressive student athlete. How powerful of a, you know, segment that was. And the things that he's battled and overcome. And, it, and you know, there's a, there's a quote, everybody's probably heard it because it's been popular of late. You know, be curious, not judgmental. You just don't know what anybody's going through. And, you know, sitting out this year as a, as a, as a coach and doing this media stuff has been phenomenal for me. And I've had a lot of fun with it. But what you miss, it's, it's, it's when you listen to him talk and you talk and you listen to him talk about AK and their relationship and how he's helped them as a coach sitting here, listening to, to it, that's what you miss is the impact that you can have on those student athletes and those, those guys. And, and that's what the NCAA tournament is. It's, I talked we talked earlier about the travel and different things. It's the experience, man. It's getting up on that podium and it's telling your life story to, to the country where everybody's enamored and everybody's eyes are locked in. And, you know, this is our time to learn about all these great student athletes and the things that they've overcome, that their families have overcome. Uh, I mean, the Denver Nuggets, I know he's in the NBA now, but Bones Highland, you know, the, the story of him, him and how he survived jumping out of a house, um, you know, that, that caught on fire and the, and the, and the, and the rescuers were at the game in Philly last night and he had a phenomenal game. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I was picking Houston in that game, and I still am. But, dang, I'm, I'm rooting for UAB. I'm rooting for Jelly Walker and AK and that relationship and, and, and the impact that he's had. And, and he's been at three different schools, and, he, and he's found his way. And, and the other thing he hit on, too, outside of all the important stuff that he talked about, family and the relationships, Conference USA needs more respect. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat mm. the drum for them for a second. I know we're getting off script here a little bit. But Middle Tennessee's won games, yes. West Kentucky, you know, uh, North Texas, okay, UAB. Like, why, what's the difference between them and the Mountain West and the A-10? You know what I mean? And so I, I don't get it. And I follow this all the time. And, that uh, league know, is I, such I, a I, grind travel-wise, too. I mean, you're flying from El Paso to Virginia. I mean, the, the atmospheres are tremendous. It is. It, it, there is such good basketball play in that league. You you have to be a really. I think the reason why teams have success coming out, you know, even teams that don't win the you know win the number one seed. I mean, when, when Middle Tennessee beat uh, Michigan State in the NCAA State. tournament, mm -hmm. you're used had, to bad travel. You're used the, to bad travel. You're used to bad travel. <laughs> you're, you're, you're battle tested, man. They weren't the one seed, but you're you're battle tested from going through that, and, 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 and they were ready to play Michigan State. I mean, this this is a really good team. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's, it's a great league. Uh, it's a league deserves more respect. I know it's everything's changing with realignment. We'll see what it looks like, but you know, I just, I just think, man, like that, that league deserves respect. Jelly Walker deserves respect. And I think the one thing I'll just kind of you know, put my, my, my kind of closer on, on, on Jelly's thoughts were was 
every kid grow, you know, every kid who's Jelly Walker growing up uh, wants this moment. And despite everything he's gone through, now he gets the chance for everyone to to cheer his name. And 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 look, he's undersized. He may not play in the NBA. He may not, you know, be a first round pick. But man, that kid has a chance to go drop twenty five points in the NCAA tournament and have everybody care about who he is for a day. And that is just awesome with what he's been through. Yep. And he's got the platform to help yeah. and impact and make a difference with some other people that are going through those situations that he's faced. And yep. that's what I got. I mean, I, I, that stuff, man, it's for me, I, you want to say you got goosebumps. I mean, it's just like, that's what this is about, man. You know, forget to travel, forget the wins and losses, man. It's these kids, the experiences they have, man. There's nothing like it, man. At all. And I know we're getting off script, so get us back right, John. That goes beyond the two hours that he'll play Friday night, win or lose, whatever happens. Jordan Jelly Walker, we appreciate his time. We go from one interview to the other, the Faces of March. Many know the name Ron Harper for this one's father. Ron Harper Jr., though, has paved the way to turning around the Rutgers men's basketball program. The Scarlet Knights before this year – had never been to NCAA tournaments in back-to-back seasons. They now have that for a second time. First four, they just consider it give 40 to get 40 more. Here's that one-on-one with R.H. Rutgers Scarlet Knights are in the first four of the NCAA tournament. Just the second time in program history that the Scarlet Knights are dancing in back-to-back years. And a huge reason for that is Ron Harper Jr. Ron was just named the 11th AP All-American in Rutgers program history. An All-American honorable mention for you, Ron. Thanks for taking the time with us here on Field of 68 After Dark. What's that mean to hear your name? and All-American in the same phrase? Uh, it means a lot. I when Chris told me, uh, I could just help myself with a smile, man. You know, when I first got here, if you told me I'd be on any All-American list, I would have told you to stop stop lying to me. So it's just a product of me surrounding myself with good people. You know, none of this would ever be possible without my teammates, my coaches, the support staff I have here at Rutgers and my family. All I ever wanted growing up playing basketball was a group of people to believe in me and to trust in me on that court. And I found that here at Rutgers and, you know, None of this is, a, is possible without them, so I just they get all the credit. You'll meet Notre Dame Wednesday night for the right to then go to San Diego and take on Alabama in the West region. Before we get to the first four matchup with the Irish, I want to know from you, how many times this season have you heard, oh, this Rutgers basketball season is dead? So many. I, I told these guys, you know, don't listen to social media, you know, don't listen to any of that. If we would have listened to all those dudes, we would have stopped playing in December. So me, me and my guys, we, we kept getting better as the season went on. And that's what's most important. You know, we bounced back after tough losses and we kept a level head throughout adversity, throughout wins, through all of that. So I'm just proud of how, how the guys fought. You know, everybody thought our season was dead a long time ago. And here we are at the big dance. What's your message to those people now as you get ready for the NCAA tournament? Just don't count us out, you know. I know a lot of times it looked dark for the season and yeah, it looked it looked like we weren't going to play in any postseason, but this team just kept battling back. So no matter what adversity we face, we're always going to look to bounce back. So just don't count us out. 
You've seen it with UCLA last year. Chaka Smart and VCU once upon a time. The first four <laughs> makes that run, some to a final four. Uh, how do you view this opportunity? You know, you're not playing Thursday or Friday. You're, you're playing on Wednesday in hopes to then play Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just we just had to get our foot in the door. You know, that's how I feel about that. Once we heard our name called, we were really relieved. We wanted to play in this tournament. We felt like we deserved to play in this tournament. And we feel like we can play with anybody in the country. I feel like we play in the best league in the country, you know, nine Big Ten teams in the dance. So that's really impressive. We face a high-caliber team night in and night out. So I feel like that league really gets prepared to see everything, to see everything from other conferences. And me and my guys are real confident. We're just trying to take it one day at a time. Like I said, we just need to get our foot in the door and we're looking to break it down. All right, to someone who's never been to Dayton, Ohio, what is it like out there right now? Dayton's a great little city. You know, the hospitality is great. You know, we had people welcoming us to the hotel. We had people asking for autographs at the open practice. So they really embraced the first four culture here, and that's something to be appreciated. I have no doubt in my mind the game tonight and the game tomorrow are going to be a packed house, even though Dayton isn't playing in the game. So the people out here, they love they love basketball. I can say that because my father's from Dayton, his, his side of the family, and, you know, it's just a very basketball-friendly city. How much family are you going to have at this game? Not a lot. You know, I'm expecting a lot of family, you know. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of tickets, uh, a lot to figure out. But, you know, I'm glad to be back in Dayton. I'm glad to have my family be able to hear and watch me on this stage. All right, Notre Dame is the opponent when you started to watch them on film what's the thing that jutted out to you that you got to be ready for oh they're just a really disciplined team and they shoot the ball extremely well so we got to try to limit threes and we just got to play workers defense like we know and we got to go out there and be tough but they're they're a great team they're they have a great coach so i'm expecting nothing less than a 40-minute dog fight all right i want to know this from you i don't know if it's somebody in the nba now Somebody that that's that's playing pro ball somewhere. Who are you talking to on a regular basis, uh, or or maybe who's someone that's reached out to you at some point in your college career that really spoke to you, Ron, and and you're inspired by? Uh, I mean, a lot of people. But if there's a couple of people I had to talk about, it'd be some Rutgers greats, you know, Amade and Quincy and Quincy Doobie. You know, I talk to those guys a lot. I actually met Hamade when I was when I was training to come to Rutgers before my senior year, or right after my senior year of high school. And he just told me to just stay positive, stay motivated, and to trust Coach Paigu because, you know, he believed in that. And Quincy, Quincy's been around since I've been a freshman. So every year we kind of touch base. You know, I talk to him before practice when he's here, and he just tells me, you know, uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of these guys. But you keep going. You guys have it in you. So those those two guys are Rutgers greats right there. The last two guys to get drafted after wearing a Scarlet Knight uniform. So that definitely meant a lot. And we just want to keep making them proud. People around the country say Steve Peichel's done one of the best building jobs in college basketball. Ron, you've been at the forefront of this. You're inside the facility every day. How has Pikes made it happen? He's a believer. You know, he, he has a really good job of getting his vision across all of us and making us believe in that as well. And when I sat down on my own official vision, he talked to me in his office before our new building was built. I felt all of that, you know, uh, everything he was saying. He showed me his track record. Everywhere he's been, he's kind of turned a program around. He's kind of built nothing from something. And everywhere he went, people doubted him. People told him it was an impossible job. And Coach Pyle keeps making it impossible possible. But he has so such, so many 
greater expectations from this for the school than this group is doing right now. And I just can't wait to see it all unfold. And uh, these guys, it's real easy to get on that train with Coach Pico. He believes in us and he loves us more than basketball players. He loves us as young men. So it's great to be able to play for a guy like that and to be able to make a guy like that proud. All right. What's the motto? The message in the Rutgers 40 gets locker room? 40. 40 gets you 40, you know, that means 40 minutes gets you 40 minutes. You can't look too far ahead of the road. You got to look at what's in front of you and you got to take care of your 40 to get another one. Ron Harper Jr., congratulations on All-American Honorable Mention and good luck against the Irish. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we will break down Indiana's win over Wyoming. The Hoosiers will be in that field of 64, and these guys will give their predictions on the madness. That's next, Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. You're clear. All right, jumping in uh, here jumping with a question. question. What do you got tonight? Let's see. Aaron Anderson wants to know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this is a thing that's supposed to be happening, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I saw the question. Are you kidding me? <laughs> do not ask this. You are starting a fire. Now, no. now I need to know what the question. is. Uh, the question is: Let's say Calipari <laughs> retires at the end of the season. Oh my if you're God. King, if you're Kentucky, do you call Brad Stevens? <laughs> now the real question would be, what would happen if Kentucky wanted Kenny Payne, and Kenny Payne had already taken Louisville? Yes, you call Brad Stevens, but I'm actually more curious about the uh, secondary question. Would Kenny Payne leave his alma mater to go replace Cal Kentucky? No. He Come built. On. He's, he, he's huge to what they've built. I mean, he 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 was Cal's right hand man through this whole build. Coach, we can't talk about this right now. Cal Pari's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's I agree. Not retiring. He's not retiring. It's, he's not going. It's you're a saying chat if he question. Did. Yeah, it's a chat well, question. That's an amazing chat question. I don't know Ten who seconds. would go to Kentucky. I, maybe it's the one job Jay Wright would go to. Although I don't, I don't see it. There you go. You'll have about eight minutes. Wonderful. Field of 68 after dark. Sirius XM, Channel 84, presented by Bet Rivers, presented by Bracket Fanatics. Trace Jackson Davis goes for 29 points as the Indiana Hoosiers beat Wyoming. In the NCAA tournament, first four, Indiana advancing on the 66 to 58 wins. So now IU will meet St. Mary's in a 5-12 encounter. All right. Many of us had Indiana winning this game. It's not a major shock. What'd you learn from the Hoosiers tonight, good or bad, as they move forward to the field of 64? I think they're I think they're good at making teams uncomfortable. Like like I haven't watched Indiana play a beautiful basketball game. I've watched a lot of Indiana the last two weeks between the Big Ten tournament now today. Like I, I haven't sat back like, man, you know that was that that was flowing. That was you know great execution. But they do a good job just kind of mucking it up and 
uh, getting teams out of their comfort zone. Hunter Maldonado is never comfortable in this game. And, and I think for Wyoming, you know, it's so important for him to be in rhythm, for, for them to be in rhythm. And I, I thought they did the same thing uh, to, to Illinois uh, last week in the game that they won. They did a really good job in the second half with Dickinson. Dickinson never felt comfortable. He had a good first half, and then I thought they just kind of brought the intensity. I think the biggest thing for them is when they play with a high level of intensity, um, they're just hard to play against. And, you know, when you have Trace and you have XJ, and I think the guy who, who was really, really impactful today was Geronimo in the second half. I always liked the kid. He was six foot six, athletic. He can you know, guard multiple positions, just kind of bring something different to the table for them. But he he had a really nice ball game today. And again, he's not going to be someone who makes makes it a pretty basketball game. But th- this team is tough as nails, and that plays well in March. Yeah, I think to touch off Kevin and just listening to Mike talk, you know, I said I listened to him today on an interview. I think they're okay with mucking it up. I think they're okay with who they are. Um, I think, but I think right now, and this is what this time of year is about in any sport is confidence playing well of late. You know, they played in a game where everybody probably thought after the Rutgers game that they're going to go to Purdue and probably get beat double figures. You know, if you're, if you're on bet rivers, you're probably taking that bet. Okay. Uh, But they go there and they play extremely well. And then they go to the Big Ten tournament when they had to deliver, and they played a terrific game against Illinois, a terrific game against uh, Michigan, and then they uh, lose to Iowa in a game that they had an opportunity to really close and win that game. They're confident. They're playing well. And I think they've got, you know, I think they've got a swagger to them to where when you have a guy like Trace Jackson Davis who can deliver on the biggest stage and is a tough, tough cover – I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat St. Mary's like I touched on and have a chance to get by UCLA or Akron. This is Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM Channel 84. We want to welcome our audience in, all of you who just listened to Indiana beat Wyoming to advance out of the first four and into the field of 64. Indiana will take on St. Mary's in now a 5-12 game on Thursday. All right. IU wins this game. Coach Prohm just said he feels like that they could beat St. Mary's. Here's what comes to mind when I look at St. Mary's. Look, St. Mary's ain't out athleting Indiana. And this is now a big test for Matias Tass of Estonia, uh, playing for St. Mary's, lead them in scoring and rebounding this year. This is a big, big test. He hasn't seen Trace Jackson Davis this he's, season. A player he saw like Drew that. Timmy. He saw Drew Timmy. That's not Trace Jackson Davis. Such at Holmgren? Not Trace Jackson Davis. You're telling me you'd rather have Drew Timmy than Trace Jackson Davis? Absolutely. I disagree. Wow. I disagree with you. Wow. Drew Timmy was the national player of the year favorite coming into the season. He's an All-American. Okay, that was then. This is now. Drew Timmy's the best post scorer in the sport. I think St. Mary's would be more comfortable. What I'm saying is I think St. Mary's would be more comfortable playing Drew Timmy because they know him. They've played him. Trace Jackson Davis offers a totally different dimension to the matchup. I'm talking talking of it as St. Mary's here. I'm looking at the matchup. The tournament's all about matchups. Because you got to look at St. Mary's situation too from coaching coaching perspective is it's kind of like as you're as you if you're in a league ever where you have double buys in conference tournaments it's like all right we got to prepare for two teams 
So they're they're all their their tape and practice time is a little bit split between Indiana, Wyoming. And now they have a one day true prep tomorrow, though they've probably touched base on both teams. Now tomorrow they got to go all in on Indiana. And like he's saying, when it's your first time seeing different coverages, different players, I think that does make a difference. Yeah, I mean, you guys I, can keep your argument going with Jackson Davis. Well, Timmy, I like I that. I just that think was... it's unique. I don't think St. Mary's is accustomed to playing a player like Trace Jackson Davis. Now, here's the problem with Indiana. They don't have the efficiency offensively that St. Mary's possesses. They don't. St. Mary's is going to shoot the basketball better here. I think regardless of who wins the game, they're probably just going to from the perimeter. Tommy Cousy will, will lead that effort. The, the difference is, is Indiana able to get in transition? Can they get dribble penetration? I, I'm with you on, on the fact that if I had to pick at the end of the day and I'm looking at both players, yeah, I think with the rest of the country, I'm probably leaning Timmy. I'm talking from a matchup standpoint. John, you I, can't flip right in the middle. You Two minutes ago, you got Trace Jackson Davis. I told you in this matchup, that was my point. I also will say this. Um, the one thing that Toss has done a great job of for St. Mary's this year, and we talked about it right after they beat uh, Gonzaga uh, at the end of February, was he, is, he does a great job of just being physical with opposing bigs. I mean, he is such a big lumbering body. Uh, and I saw it in, in Maui Invitational early in the year when he was dealing with high major guys. Uh, I saw it, obviously, uh, when they played against Gonzaga. Like, he, he does a great job of just walling up and making it difficult. I, I Wait think a minute. he should be able to do enough. I'm looking back at the Associated Press All-America teams from today. <laughs> Jackson Davis didn't get honored? Trace didn't have a trace, trace had an up and down year. This, this team was sweating the bubble like two weeks ago. I mean, Trace, trace had some quiet games in February, man. He really did. But I tell you what, as you look oh, going ahead and going, going further, Trace Jackson Davis can make himself a lot of money these next couple weeks. Oh, yes, oh, he yeah. can. And, and you get 29 when you're the only game on TV. And now you're going to play in St. Mary's in two days. You get 29 again. They're going to look at you a lot different now. That's just how it works. Man. Hoosiers over the Gales. You like Hoosiers over the Gales? Hmm. Well, I I go back and forth on that one. Here's my last question here with a minute to go because we only have a minute here. Uh, Your updated final four. Coach, go. Uh, I still Zags, Arizona, Kansas, and Kentucky. Yeah, Zags, uh, Arizona, Kentucky, and Iowa. Well, he still loves the Hawkeyes. Love oh, the Hawkeyes. yes, he does. Big yes, Hawkeye. he does. I, uh, I'm going to go Zags. I've gone back and forth all day on this. Zags, Tennessee. Um, Kansas and Kentucky. There you go. Tennessee's my outlier team there, but uh, that's what well, that's all the time we have here on Field of 68 After Dark. We're back with you tomorrow night at 11 Eastern time to recap Rutgers Notre Dame, among other things. For Coach Prone, for Kevin Sweeney, I'm John Fanta. Folks, the taste of the madness is there. We get the full swing in less than uh, 36 hours. See you tomorrow. And you're clear. Look, I like the banter. I mean, I just think if I'm St. Mary's, 
I agree with you. I, I just I'm looking at you because you're, you're thinking yes. length, yes. length, quicker to the ball. Who's gonna have a better NBA career? I mean, neither. Trace wouldn't get drafted if the draft was tomorrow. Okay, but I asked you a question. I didn't ask you who was getting drafted. Who do you who do you think will end well, up? Well, if neither guy's a- getting drafted, I don't think either guys have much of an NBA career. Well, who do you think will have a better who would you who would you bet on? You know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. Do not try to steer away from the question. Do not steer away from my question. I asked you a question. I expect an answer. What's your answer? Okay, fine. If you had to take one from a professional standpoint, I would take Trace. That's a win right there. Coach Prohm, that's a W, is it not? No question. I I just, because you look at Trace and you just, you know, got versatility, got length, and he's a tough, he's a tough cover. True is too, but, um, but, you know, we talk about these guys like this all the time, and then some of those guys find their niche in the NBA and, you know, and, and find their way. You're telling me Jackson Davis isn't worth a flyer at some point? He's a freak of nature athletically. Yeah, I, I think he, he also is. can't shoot. Yeah. I mean, that's important. <laughs> it's important, but I just I think some of the the measurables check out, the level of athleticism checks out. And look, you're right, coach. You know, this is the time to like what did you guys uh, here's an example here. Not to the same degree, but I got to tell you, my whole viewpoint of Hame Hakez changed in the NCAA tournament last year. At the start of the tournament, I thought, oh, he's a good player, role player. He's okay. Well, then, during the NCAA tournament, my whole perception of him changed to a point that, you know, we talk all American when we talk about Hame Hakez on his best day. Do we not? No, you're on. I mean, Juzang, same thing. I mean, Yes. I don't think people would talk about Juzang as, as an All-American without the Final Four. I mean, it, you know, this is when stars are made, and this is when you know a guy like Trace, and, and I give Trace a ton of credit, he was awesome at the Big Ten Tournament. He had 24 against Michigan. He had 31 against Iowa, 31-10 and 10 in that game. He had 21 on 9-13 shoot against Kofi uh, in Illinois, and that was kind of a big game for him because he has really struggled with Kofi in the past, like, the thing with him is he has always struggled a little bit with size and like, like guys who can match him physically, you know, guy like guys like Kofi guys like Edie. And I, I'm not sure that toss is quite there, but toss is a big son of a gun. I mean, that, that guy is enormous. Like, like he, he's going to be physical with him. So I, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. And, and, and look, he, he has every ability to be a star in March and change the narrative and, and look, if he brings Indiana to a Sweet 16, like he already has a place in the Indiana record books. The biggest thing holding him back was, you know, he has to do something in March because this is that that that's a place where, you know, you 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 etch your name in the rafters in March, not 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 November through February. And right. you know, if he can make a run, obviously they 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 talk about national championships in Bloomington, but if he could take them to the Sweet 16 in year one under Mike Woodson. I, I think the narrative about him as a as a truly great Hoosier would, would start to take off. Yeah, and the thing with Trace playing for Mike, you know, for Mike, you know, and his NBA ties and being former NBA, you know, I just think he'll have some opportunities there, you know, that it presents itself. And then you look at the rosters now. you got 15 spots. you got a couple two ways to where – you know, both of those guys are going to have, have great opportunities uh, and great wherever it is, they're both going to have great professional careers. 
All right. Enough messing around right now. It's after dark afters. We're going to give America what they need to know. Because if I'm sitting right now in bed, I'm watching this show, I need to know some predictions here. So here's what we're going to do. We're picking every Thursday game right now. Rapid oh, fire. Baby. We're not Very getting rapid. too deep. You're going rapid fire Very right rapid. Here. Yes. Okay? In the order here, Thursday afternoon, Coach Prome will pick first. We'll get to the evening. There'll be a divider. Then Sweeney will pick first. Okay? Cool. Are we ready? We're ready for this? Here we go. Let's do it. Okay. At 12-15, Colorado State versus Michigan. Coach Prom. I like Michigan. I like Michigan to win it. Wow. I think, I think Colorado State will have a chip on its shoulder. They're getting sent to Big Ten country to play this game. They're, you know, the NCAA screwing around with their flights. You know, they're having issues with this, issues with that. Nobody believes in that. I think, I think Nico can kind of spin this as like, Man, we're, we're the six seed, but we're the underdogs here. And I think that's that's a powerful thing. I think Colorado State finds a way. I agree. I agree with you. Give me the Rams. Give me Colorado State. Give me all the David Roddy. I think Colorado State is not going to get phased by Michigan's physicality, and I don't think Michigan can make enough perimeter shots. I like Colorado State. Okay, at 1240, South Dakota State versus Providence. Coach Prome. You know, this is one of those games we talked about uh, where I, I thought, hey, man, South Dakota, the way Goodman, you know, always talking about Providence, you know, some days he'll get you he'll get you second guessing a little bit, you know, with the lucky O-meter. But yeah. um, and then we started talking about the matchup the other night. Uh, I, I like Providence, man. I, I think it could be a good game. South Dakota State, obviously, three point line, but I like Providence. Yeah, I'm just not sure how, how South Dakota State gets enough stops. I know it would be a trendy upset pick, but it's not for me. I think Providence finds a way. I think, you know, the other thing is they're just so hard to finish off. Uh, Providence wins games late. If this thing's close, I, I bet on the Friars, and I think it'll be close. Yeah, everybody's talking about how many close games Providence plays, and they're using that as a negative. I, I think in the NCAA tournament, it could be a positive because they're battle-tested. They know what it takes. Here's the thing. South Dakota State is not good defensively. They allowed 104 to Alabama. They allowed 87 to a bad Washington team. They're more than capable of getting scored on. Providence can defend and will defend South Dakota State. You don't think Justin Manias heard about Baylor Shireman? Give me the Friars in this game. Let's keep it rolling in the afternoon. 145. Boise State and Memphis. Coach Prom. I'm still going to stay with Memphis. I just think that uh, Penny's done a phenomenal job of getting this thing uh, backheaded in the right direction. You know, they face some adversity early in the year, midway through the year. Uh, and you, you got to give him a lot of credit and his staff a lot of credit. I think they've done a, a terrific job. The older guys in the Memphis program have stepped up. And then uh, Jalen Duran's been terrific. I, I like Boise. I think there's a poise to this Boise team, you know, I know that Memphis, I've kind of waffled on this game. I think Memphis has played great basketball, but there's a poise about this group. They're great in close games. And, you know, I think this is a two possession game with, you know, three minutes to go and we see who's a better finishing team. I'll bet on Leon and I'll bet on the the Boys State Broncos. Okay. Memphis, one of their bigger issues early in the season, the hype train, it spoke for itself. That hype train's firing back up. Abu Kijab and Boise State are waiting. For the Tigers, that's a senior-laden crew that wins the Mountain West. This is a big game for the Mountain West. I like the Broncos. Okay, Baylor and Norfolk State. We don't have to spend much time on this one. We all like Baylor, correct? 
Yes. All right. Norfolk State, great story. Uh, Love their head coach, Robert Jones. You know, done a great job, but I like Baylor here. Okay. Tennessee and Longwood. Are we so on Tennessee here that, that, you know, does Longwood not have a chance in this game? I mean, I like Tennessee. Anybody with a thought? The only thought on this is twofold. Unbelievable job, Tennessee. Rick Barnes, SEC tournament champions, phenomenal defense, rebounding is their identity. But if you'd have told anybody five years ago Longwood would be playing in the NCAA tournament and not be a 16 seed. Yeah, that? right. I mean, you know, right. and not be a 16 seed, double that down. And so incredible, incredible job there. Phenomenal. All right. We all, I, I, I don't we know if they're the athletic balls. enough, but yeah, I got the take. But with all that being said, we're going Tennessee. <laughs> all right. Great work. T- great work. Yes. Big 10 tournament champions, Atlantic 10 tournament champions, Iowa, Richmond, 5-12 game. I actually really like this matchup by the committee. And I know that the spread, I think I saw the spread was over 10. I was a little bit surprised just because of Richmond's efficiency level on the offensive end of the floor, Jacob Gilliard. But obviously Iowa comes in scalding hot. Coach Prom, where do you fall? And this is a tough one for me. Ooh, uh, but but I'm I'm gonna take Iowa. They're just playing so well right now. <laughs> I mean, they are playing so well. Uh, but if Richmond can control tempo, it'll be interesting. But I, I, I give me the Hawkeyes. Okay, Fran McCaffrey back in upstate New York. Give me the uh, give me the Hawkeyes. <laughs> There's something to be said there. Wings, wings are happening with Fran here this weekend. All right, uh, Gonzaga, Georgia State. Just shocked Georgia State's 16 seed, but obviously yes, they, got, exactly. they, they got hosed by the committee. Yeah, that's completely hosed. Uh, there's no reason they should be a 16 seed. I yeah, mean, that's I don't understand that. Okay, here's one of the more intriguing games of the day. All right, and I love the game time. By the way, this is 4:30. This is this is for the junkies, right? So this is for the person who just loves watching the whole day. And if you guys remember, one of my favorite games was Xavier and Kansas State, the one that went to, what, triple overtime that never ended in the NCAA tournament. Gus Johnson on the call, double overtime, whatever it was. Salt Lake. Salt Lake, right. That game was played late afternoon, and it went so long that the game ended. It was back when CBS only did the games, and you got regional action. Well, I grew up in Cleveland, so they played the Xavier game for us. The game went so long that when it ended, the local news, screw them. They just went straight to the 7-10 CBS game because they, they didn't have any time to even go to local news. I think this game could be wild. I really do. North Carolina, Marquette. Who you got? I got Shaka. Give me Shaka. Wow. I just think they're gonna I think they're gonna bounce that? back. I know they I know they had a great stretch. Uh, they've been up and down a late as of late, but I just think they have star power in Justin Lewis, uh, that he can get going and and Shaka's teams defend. I like Marquette. Um, I like Marquette to win this game for sure. I have to be aware of Fanta's wrath here because I'm picking against the Big East. I think North Carolina is playing a little bit better <laughs> basketball right now. I think they're talented enough, and I'm just not sure there's an answer on the inside for Baycott. I think North Carolina wins this game. <sighs> um, I think North Carolina is going to win this basketball game. Wow. Against his own conference. Well, I don't look, you got to tell like it is. I'm on the field of 68. Um, obviously I cover the big East. That's my, that's my coverage footprint, but I cover college basketball for the field of 68. 
I, I think Marquette has struggled down the stretch this season. Uh, and North Carolina comes into the NCAAs playing better basketball. I like Armando Baycott to really rule the post potentially. And I think Caleb Love's ability to create dribble penetration uh, ends up making a big difference in this game. Marquette on the offensive end of the floor right now is, is struggling to find consistent quality looks. Good season for them. Uh, this is a tough draw because I think North Carolina on their best day is closer to like a four or a five seed on their best day than they are in the 8-9 predicament, which is what the 8-9 is. So uh, I'm going to go with UNC in this game. All right, now Kevin goes for 650. Buffalo, UConn, New Mexico State. Man, um, you know, I, I just think that it'll be really challenging. I, I think these two teams want to play similarly, like be really physical, yeah, right. athletic. I think it's challenging when you're the mid-major trying to do the same things the high major's doing. Agreed. I think UConn's just a little bit better at the same spots. I think UConn finds a way. Coach? Yeah, I just – just so uh, Dahlster will invite me back. I think I'm supposed to be on Saturday <laughs> again. And so uh, give me give me Calhoun, Hurley, Ray Allen, and the Huskies. <laughs> uh, Tyrese Martin's going to pick up Teddy Allen in this game. That's my star watch uh, on the floor in this game. New Mexico State has had a nice year. I think Coach Jans has done a very good job with that group this year, but uh, I just can't see it. I, I don't think that New Mexico State's getting this done. What you have? What's What's your record when you're in the? What's UConn's record when you're in the building, Santa? I need this number for, for okay. My picks. Well, they beat Villanova okay. at the XL Center. I was at that game. Okay. Uh, but I called them against Creighton. They lost that game. At Villanova, they lost that game. It's not good. You were there at the Big East tournament when they lost eventually. When they lost to Villanova, yeah, but that that wasn't a shock. I mean, not not great. This, this is this is making me think maybe New Mexico State. I mean, this is maybe. last time there in the tournament. Didn't they play Auburn really close? They did. New Mexico, yes, yes they did. They they never... had they had the free throws to tie. They missed it, and they had the, the rebound and missed the wide open three for the win. I don't think they've won a tournament game. They're always so close. They've been close. Maybe this is the year. Okay. Kentucky, St. Peter's, 7-10. Swain. Kentucky. Yeah, no question here. I mean, look, here, here's the thing. St. Peter's, it's amazing that they're in the NCAA tournament. Casey Defo is a superstar of a talent. Kid's a stud. He defends his ass off. St. Peter's has had a, a really, really good season. And to win the MAC, look, I don't care how you do it. Rick Patino got bounced early in that tournament. They find a way to win it. They take advantage. Uh, but I think Kentucky will, will pull away in this game and win this game. Right, Coach? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not going to go on that long on why Kentucky will win. I'll just Kentucky. All right. St. Mary's and Indiana. Sweeney. I'm taking Indiana. I, I'm, I'm rolling wow. with Coach here. I think Indiana finds a way. Wow. The Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. Oh, man. I think Randy Bennett's a better coach than Mike Woodson. I think Indiana's got better athletes than St. Mary's. I got Tommy Cousy and St. Mary's moving on. I'm taking, I'm taking the gales here. I'll probably pay for it on this show next week. I cannot wait to revisit these picks because we don't make a ton of picks on this show, but we have to for, for the tournament. Cannot wait. 
All last night, Ashton Gibbs was picking Jersey teams and Northeast teams, and Randolph Childress let him hear it all night long. All right, 8-9 game, Creighton and San Diego State. This is down in Fort Worth. Interesting game, Kevin, because these two teams do a lot of similar stuff. Yeah, I mean, especially with without Nembhard, both teams kind of need to muck it up. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, I think I lean towards San Diego State. You know, I, I just think that without a point guard, it's going to be really ch- tricky for Creighton to navigate. Uh, scoring against the second best defense in the country for Ken Palm, San Diego State finds a way. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Creighton obviously has played really well, um, making the championship in the Big East tournament. But I like I like San Diego State just because of their defensive mindset and their ability to to give Creighton some problems with that. Yeah, their their ability to defend at a high level. And, and this is where for Creighton, they've been so up and down from the perimeter. They're going to have to hit three-point shots to win this game. They were three for 29 from three against Villanova. That, that's just not it's not going to cut it. San Diego State's had Creighton's number in the tournament. So the lean's on the Aztecs. We'll see if this young Creighton team uh, can overcome that. Yeah. Interesting And they, they're expecting to win. Like San Diego State, yeah, I mean, right. they're, they're tournament experienced. I mean, they're, 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 they're expected to win. All right, I'm interested to hear these picks. Arkansas and Vermont. Man. Do it. I, I want to pick Vermont. I really oh, do. Come but on. I just I don't think they can match up athletically. I'm with you. I just think Arkansas can kind of I think you know Muss's defense, they like to you know, deny, 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 and, and kind of force you out of your comfort zone offensively. I, I just think it'll be really challenging for Vermont to get done what they like to do offensively. I, I think I think Arkansas finds a way. We got to have one upset in the bunch. Like, we can't go through and not pick any upsets, right? That's true. And you've seen Vermont do it. They're a program that's done it before. And they are, you know, I saw a tweet today about, you know, they're only seven at Buffalo, seven hours away from Vermont. You know, give me, give me, give me Vermont and see if we can have a replay from uh, whenever they beat Syracuse that year. That was a hell of a game. 2005, I believe. Yeah, Sorensen from the parking lot. Guess what? I've been on, I've been on Arkansas all week. Coach Prome. Can I hop in seat two on your bus? Jump on there, man. You can drive. You drive or I'll drive. You tell me which seat you want. Coach Prome, we want the bus to stay on the road. I am not driving. <laughs> uh, I will take Vermont. Give me Ryan Davis. He's my kind of player. I think he's 6'8", 250. I love that. Love that about him. John, uh, this- you must be having one of them good bottles of wine is why you can't, can't uh, direct the bus. You know. Uh, well, you Coach, might, I'm not going to. Wanna- drive under the influence here, but I mean, let's not, let's not advocate for that, but no, no, no. I'm me, saying you probably, me, you want somebody else to drive so you can sit in the back. Absolutely. And coach. And have you a little m- coach, me, me having a bottle we'll, of wine we'll driving da- would be better than sober driving. Yeah. We'll make Dagan drive. Oh, he's a good driver. He once drove. I mean, he's driven. I'll drive. Um, let's do it. Yeah. He's driven a white van across the country. <laughs> that is, that is, that is true. That sounds a little That's weird. A great, that no sounds context. a little weird. Yeah. yeah. No context. Dagan. Unmarked. Unmarked. I don't know how I feel about that. Dagan. I don't know about you. You have a name. That's very suspicious. <laughs> you do. You, hey, John, yeah. here's a quad trivia question. Is oh, there geez. any <laughs> nickname that you don't know? 
out of these 32 teams playing on Thursday? Oh, good question. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Michigan Wolverines, Colorado State Rams, South Dakota State Jackrabbits, Providence Friars, Memphis Tigers, Boise State Broncos, Norfolk State Spartans. That's correct. Yeah. Spartans. Yep, Baylor Spartans. Bears, Longwood Lancers. That is correct as well. Tennessee Volunteers, Richmond Spiders, Iowa Hawkeyes, Georgia State Panthers. That's yes. correct. Gonzaga Bulldogs. See, a lot of people go Gonzaga Zags. That's wrong. Marquette Golden Eagles, North Carolina Tar Heels, New Mexico State Aggies, Yukon Huskies, St. Peter's Peacocks, Strut Your Pride. Kentucky Wildcats, Indiana Hoosiers, St. Mary's Gales, Creighton Blue Jays, San Diego State Aztecs, Vermont Cannonballs, Arkansas Razorbacks, San Francisco Dons, Murray State Racers, Akron Zips, UCLA Bruins, Kansas Jayhawks. He doesn't know Texas Southern. Oh, oh no. Oh, it's so easy to. Oh, man. Uh, 31 for oh, 31, man. and he's going to miss it. Is it the Texas Southern? Oh, no, I know it. I know it. I know it because I heard it. I heard it tonight. It's not the Islanders. It's the Tigers. The Tigers. Thank you. Oh. 32 for 32. I love it. I love I love giving himself like the goal celebration call. What an incredible thing that was. Oh, phenomenal. Vermont right. is the catamounts, huh? That is correct. Yes. Yep. So you like Vermont? I like Vermont. Give me Arkansas. That made me think of that because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, what is Vermont's nickname? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Murray State versus San Francisco. I think I think I think coach is gonna shoot me here, but uh oh my I'm leaving God. San Francisco. Oh I just am. I think I think Bouye is the best player on the floor. I okay. think it's gonna be it might be the game of the first. It might be the first best game of the day. I, I really think it will be. People may maybe people won't watch it because it's the mid major game, mid major versus mid major. But I just think I think Bouye is the best player on the floor, and that's what matters. Okay. I mean, coach, we know. Go ahead. I you, think you, I'm. On, I think I'm on the kill list now. Tell Ken. No, no I, I I get it. I mean, they. That's you know. They. I think I, I like it because. Uh, you know, they're there. They've got their podcast. They're taping this. They're going to put in their locker room that Kevin Sweeney <laughs> said, go Dons. And the racers are going to win another tournament game and continue on to, for an amazing decade that that program's had. And um, go racers and McMahon and Tevin Brown and KJ Williams and Juice Hill. And, and the beat goes on for everybody wants in the bluegrass state. Kentucky, Murray State, and Indianapolis, Saturday, prime time. Hey, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. Here's one thing I looked at. I was looking at San Francisco and the analytics approach that they have. So they, they simplify things quite a bit. They average about nine threes per game, and they only give up just, just under six. For me, Murray State, this is where you can't let Bouye be the best player on the floor. And they've got the candidates. I mean, Tevin Brown can do that on a given night. There's no question about it. Hill can be that guy for them. And they're, look, they're going to need, like we've, we heard uh, Coach McMahon say this earlier this season, K.J. Williams is going to have to to control what's happening from 15 feet and within. If K.J. Williams is, is, uh, is getting handled, then San Francisco, with their efficiency level, with their ability to limit the perimeter, it's going to be a hard game, but I think this is going to be a one or two possession game that goes right down to the end. I am on 
Coach Prom's bus. I'm riding it right now. I'm going to ride the racers to a win. I was on San Francisco earlier tonight. You convinced me otherwise. Can we get from Buffalo to Indianapolis in time to catch both games for the Vermont win and the racer win? I wish. I wish. I, I'm going from Buffalo to Pittsburgh. Um, Are you Goodman chauffeur? Like, what's the, what's the, no, 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 no. So let's talk. We have, I think we have, hold on. We're going to get to that to close. Uh, UCLA Akron. Does anybody think the zip going to win? No, they don't have the size. All right. And then obviously we all have Kansas over Texas Southern. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you that story here and then Dagan, we will wrap. I, I said, we'd be done by now. We aren't. So Goodman calls me last night and and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Buffalo with Antalya's coming. So we'll, you know, we'll eat wings tomorrow night. Games are Thursday. Great. Great. He's like, and then, you know, you come to Pittsburgh. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not shipping it off. And he goes, yeah, we're going to stay in Erie. Jesus. Do you guys know Netflix? You, you know, have you ever seen the, sh- the, the one documentary? No, I, I, I know. I don't know Netflix. Dagan knows exactly where he's going with this. Dagan knows exactly where I go. I cannot stay in Erie. Okay. You know why? Evil genius on Netflix. The, 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 what was it? The pizza bomber or the McDonald's, uh, uh, the McDonald's thing. The, the, the it was the pizza. That, it was, it was pizza. Pizza. It was yeah. a pizza bomber. Yeah, I can't stay in Erie after that. It's a weird zone. Goodman fits in perfectly there. We need him to hit the Erie McDonald's. He'll be like the star of the town. Um, I can't. I can't. I could stay. I could spend one day in Pittsburgh. Sunday's the day for the second round games. I can't spend two days with terrible towels as a Cleveland Browns fan. I can't do it. Cannot do it. So Buffalo circling the wagons for a couple of days and then to Pittsburgh on Sunday. But Goodman is, you know, he. I think he wanted me to chauffeur. Of course, he did. as a Browns fan, who's going to be your quarterback next year? Oh, coach, we don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't have enough time. I don't need to go to bed just yet. I mean, I think we could do a little. We could do a little oh. roundtable between you. We were doing it before the show, so might as well just. You're, <laughs> you're the only one with the five a.m. flight. I just have yeah. six thirty wake up for school and. Oh, uh, don't don't worry. I just got an email from United. Okay, here we go. The madness is underway here. Thanks to United Airlines. Listen to this one. The flight. From New York, Newark to Buffalo. We're flying out of Newark in the morning. The flight is delayed because your crew arrived later than scheduled and has not had sufficient off-duty rest time, which is required by federal law. So the flight's now going to depart at 8.15, which is like a 45-minute delay. Now, look, I don't want my pilots tired, but what on earth is that alert right now? I mean, Come on. I'll say that I wouldn't hate that. 45 extra minutes of sleep. You'll still get to Buffalo in time. Yeah, I mean, it's true. just 815 flight. How far of a drive is that from Newark to Buffalo? Oh, oh. six hours, Coach. That's a hike. Oh, it coach, is. Okay. Six, New, York, six hours. New York is a surprisingly large state. Like, yeah, no one has nice. any idea how large New York is. Like, it's super wide. They're really, really sprawling. But it's direct flight, right? Obviously. Dur- direct flight, hour-long flight, hour and change. Six-hour drive. I did it. That's a lot of n- middle of nowhere, nothing. Oh, yeah. Where should oh, I go in Buffalo? What do you guys think? Banker Bar, baby. Always. Rich, rich Stadium. Banker Bar? Anchor Bar. Anchor Bar. It's where the, it's the bar. best wings. It's the, it's the wing spot. Is that where Goodman went tonight? Those wings look good, he tweeted. <laughs> I don't know where Goodman was. But. He looked like he had 18 wings on the table and a big blue moon. 
And let's Always. just tell. Well, let's he had tell 18 you. on each side. He had looked like it was 18 hot and 18 teriyaki. Oh, yeah. You know, all oh, drumettes, yeah. it looked like. And and let's just call a spade a spade. Him in the group text tonight, the blue moon is hidden. The moon is blue tonight. Oh, I told you, man. If he, I said, I said, <laughs> hey, are we going to talk NIT at all tonight? And he goes, F no. I, and I told you guys off air, I said, could you imagine if he was the head coach and you lost a recruit? <laughs> Holy smokes. What would he, what would get that, that meeting the next day? <laughs> Lordy jeez. Just a reminder, Dagan's the boss around here. That's right. Love when everybody Dagan runs the field of 68. Oh, That's right. Oh my God. These other, two, right. these other two, and they, they don't got nothing on me. Who's on later tonight, Dagan? Who's doing the Wednesday night edition of this show? Do um, we know? I'm going to be honest. I, I don't have You have no idea. I, I don't have a schedule pulled up. I'll let everybody know. No, Just wait for the tweet, has, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stay tuned. To the tweet. Who do we like? Wait, briefly. Rutgers so, John, you're not going to talk about the Brown situation? <laughs> okay, I'll wrap with this. The relationship between the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield appears to be beyond repair. We have a quarterback sending an iPhone <laughs> notes tweet stating that he thanks the city of Cleveland for their love and support and whatever happens, happens, and this isn't Meta shade or whatnot. Here's the fact of the matter. The Cleveland Browns are not hopping on a flight to Houston, Texas, to meet with Deshaun Watson. We could talk until the sun rises about that whole situation. 22 women are not lying, and that's a very serious situation, and I do not want Deshaun Watson as my quarterback. But needless to say, you're not getting on a flight to Houston to meet with Deshaun Watson unless you don't feel that number six uh, is not the answer anymore. And the fact is the Cleveland Browns do not believe Baker Mayfield's the answer anymore or else they wouldn't be in Houston right now. So it's ridiculous. It's sad. This team won a playoff game in 2021. They won a playoff game in 2021. It's hard to believe they did because they continue to not be able to get out of their own way. I'm pissed off tonight as a Browns fan. You might have to cut the mic. I have one one question, though, going with that. John, I want your thoughts on how he signed signed off. Oh with with the middle middle name, all that. What's going on? He signed the note, Baker... Regan Mayfield. Will he end up in Washington? Yeah, just where he belongs with with the (laughs) commanders. With the commanders who that'll never get used to commanders. It's I'm okay with Washington football team. I'm having I'm having more trouble with guardians than commanders. Oh, Kevin, please don't tonight. And they they didn't even I was just setting you up. I was just setting you up. See what we could get. That was easy. That was too easy. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm all for you know, this is a whole different issue here. I'm all for making the names what they need to be made. It's the right thing to do. I get it. If it offends anybody, it should be the name of the team. I, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, nobody. The life's too short to offend people. So if you're offended, I get it. I, I get it. That being said, Guardians, oh God, that was the choice. That was what you went with. I'm so I'm upset about that, too. We just might, Dagan, we might need to do an airing of grievances at the end of the, of the year where I could just do an hour of what really grinds my gears. Because <laughs> that's going to be, long, talk about gonna be the, longer than an hour. <laughs> the post Joe Theismann era. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, Dagan. It'll be the post Joe Theismann era. How's that treating you? Not good. <sighs> One or two memories. Doug Williams and Mark Rippon had some two great years. And then that's been, it's been tough for the last 30. Who do you root for, Sweeney? 
<laughs> I'm a New York Sweeney's football a, Giants does, fan. Doesn't baby. get much oh better. God, oh, doesn't get any get better. better here. Oh, that's that's horrendous. That's right. The producer's right. an Eagles God. fan, so it's yeah, <laughs> four, right. We're four for why, four. Uh, we all. This is why we need college basketball in our lives. This is why when like when people are like football season's over in week five, it's like just in time for college hoops, baby. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. I'm so excited for for. Uh, I'm actually very excited for later tonight. I think Rutgers Notre Dame will be a better game than Indiana Wyoming. Indiana Wyoming was competitive, but it wasn't a great basketball game. Did either I, I, of them beat Alabama? Which Alabama are we getting? Yeah, exactly. I don't know which team that is. And anyone but, can beat Alabama and, and Alabama can Alabama beat, could beat anyone. Alabama's the team with the most I would bet you right now that if you looked at bracket variance, Alabama might be the team that people have most like could make. I'm sure there's somebody, there's got to be people. There's so many combinations. Alabama is a team that some people have in their final four and some people have losing on Friday. The most. Yeah, the the, the one most. thing I like about Alabama, okay, is if they match up with Texas Tech in the second round. Yes. They played Baylor earlier in the year. Yep. They beat Baylor and they scored against Baylor. And so they understand how to attack the no middle mm. switching defense. And in a one day prep, that is enormous to have that in their back pocket. Do not be surprised if Montana State hangs around with Texas Tech. You hangs love around. yourself some Montana State Bobcats. You were, you were on the Bobcats, man. When the moment the draw came out. I like their backcourt. They could score the ball. Texas Tech is a weird team. And you're right, Prom. Like... The one thing I like about Bama's draw is Texas Tech might be the three seed that I kind of get the most wishy-washy about, right? Right? Look at well, the Alabama's threes. not going to be a tough out now. I no. mean, as, as much Alabama, as you can think you can beat them, they're not going to be a tough out either. Right. Name and me the so, other threes. Tennessee, Wisconsin. Well, and, they got Colgate. I mean, Colgate played Arkansas really well last year. That's going to be a slow-paced game. Yeah, and the style of play Wisconsin plays, I don't – you know, they, do, do, can they get up 20, 25? You know, uh, that's an interesting bracket, that bottom half bracket. LSU, Iowa State, I mean, I think that could go either way. You know, that that little Wisconsin, oh, Colgate, God. Iowa State, LSU pocket is interesting. Um, you could have a sleeper team come out of there. Uh, and then the bottom half, you know, um, you know, how good is Miami? You know, Southern Cal, can either of them really play against Auburn or does it end just being an Auburn-Kansas regional final? All right, hmm. let's go to bed, yeah? Good night, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you <laughs> later wants tonight. To sleep. For wants Kevin to sleep. Sweeney, Coach Prom, I'm John Fanta. See you. Thank you, guys. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.